ready when you are. Welcome to, welcome to the Journey Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Port Wanimi, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. I think I nailed it. I think you did. You so, were like, I'm never going to get it. And I was like, you're going to get it right away. You got it before we were even. You got it before I was even back here. I've been practicing. Not really. But I'm sure some people probably thought I would do something like that. We We are here. Joe has been battling some more tech issues. Just when you solve one, another one pops up. But alas, here we are. It's like and a all... zit, right? It's like a What's zit. That? It's like a yeah. zit. You just yeah. you get rid of one. And now in that, in that fucking thing, I've signed out of my Apple ID on all of my devices and somehow, and God knows if I'll ever remember my password for that. So here we are. Another problem I can handle after the show. I'm turning into a fucking boomer. I'm like, I can't handle all the technology. Well, I started writing. I have so many damn passwords. Too. I started writing them down. I got to put them in a spreadsheet. Like seriously, though, you got to put some shit in spreadsheet. You got there's so many passwords at this point. Put them in a spreadsheet. Print out that spreadsheet. Put that spreadsheet into a, a safe. <laughs> Forget the combo to the safe. <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like shout out to my dad. If my dad didn't have all those passwords in a spreadsheet, I mean, I I just like I don't know how people go through. From financial stuff to emails to obviously with us social media, but it's just everything, you know, the the cable password, all the bullshit, just like everything, the Wi-Fi. It's just there's so much, you know, the OnlyFans subscriptions. All, you, you know, there's right. important <laughs> stuff going on here. I do not have an OnlyFans, by the way. But OnlyFans, it, it, it's it's ventured out beyond just porn, right? Yes, it has. Uh, I believe there's, uh, I believe they're doing stand-up comedy on it now. Actually, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to see a special or whatever? I think that I think I think they did a big roast on that, didn't they? Like Burt Kreischer and a bunch of guys. Yeah, I think you're right. I still use it just to sell pictures of my butthole. But yeah. that's just me. How's that going? Good. I'd like to I'd like to do stand up on there. So you know, just go do some different avenues. But for right now, mustache butthole. Onlyfans.com forward slash mustache buttholes. Which reminds me of an of an all time dirty sports moment when Joe lost a, a, an original bet with me and he had to Go on Grinder and post his phone oh number. Oh my God! Remember that? 
Yeah, that was when you were in New York. What I learned about Grinder is it gives you your location to like the foot. Some guy's like, <laughs> "I'm upstairs. Do you want to meet up?" And I was like, "And we you made what? we made no uh, we made no like rules about what I could or couldn't say." So I just said I was on Grinder looking for Eli Manning, and I was like, "If you're not Eli Manning, swipe left." <laughs> That is crazy. It's like, hey, I'm in the bushes. Want to blow you? You're like, whoa, I kind of do, actually. Uh, I'll see you shortly in those bushes. Mouth to mouth. To the foot. It was like, I'm 78 feet away. I was like, are you? (laughs) The call is coming from inside the house. (laughs) Hey, what's going on here? Who who, who do I know that's on Grindr? That That was an old school bet. I believe that was, that was the Odell Beckham game. That was the was catch game. Giants Cowboys. It was the game of the catch. I I think. What was, was that? Was that just a straight up straight Cowboys. up like, loser of that game has to get loser has to go on grinder. Yeah. Fun fact for all the dribbles. I went on grinder just for the hell of it. Met a few <laughs> dudes, had some fun. You know, whatever. I'm I'm a team player. I, I lose bets. I you know. I just wanted to do some uh you know just some experimenting for that time in my life. I was laughing the other day, a dirt ball when I was talking about what was it, Connor Bedard looking like a twink. <laughs> somebody, somebody in the comment section was like, God, Ruther knows from experience, like he <laughs> like like he totally, he totally was about young dudes or something, which which is not the case, guys. I, I, w- I want an older man who can take care of me financially. That's what I'm looking for. So, anyway, hot start to this show. Hot good start. Remind- hot start. Good, good reminder of, of some old dirty sports tales, and we will delve into a lot more Saturday night in New Orleans. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm just so I'm so excited for the uh, for the New Orleans. It's really coming together. I know we've talked about it at length on this show, but like really looks like the itinerary is is pretty locked and loaded. Everybody um, in in the Dirty Sports HQ will be arriving at some point on Friday. Me, you, Randy Ruther, Andy Lazarus, Pete Sestaro. That's going to be those are going to be the guys holding it down uh, in in Chop Gun 2 as our house is called. And uh, so we'll, I think Andy Ruther here might be the latest arrival. So, well, which is okay because you don't drink. So, well, the rest of us will be at Port Orleans Brewing Co. uh, waiting for your arrival. Uh, Friday night, dirt ball uh, registration, dirt ball orientation, if you will. Uh, Benangi, are you out there? Can you get some my name is tags and bring a Sharpie? Um, so a lot of, we'll put everybody's at name on their thing. And, uh, and then from there, you know, a couple beers and then off to the town Saturday morning for whoever's awake or still awake or whatever. Cause dude, it's wild. Like I have a feeling somebody's going to be up Friday to Monday and I'm here for that kind of behavior. Uh, you know, maybe some Cafe Du Monde uh, coffee and then some day drinking. And then we're going to have to head over to the club at some point, do some tech. Four o'clock live podcast, thousandth episode, Comedy House, New Orleans. 
I know that you're listening to this show. If you're listening to the show and you're planning on coming, there's just no way that you're dumb enough not to have tickets yet. But just in case, because mm. some dirtballs, some dirtballs don't know their zip code. So uh, for those dirtballs, the time is literally running out. Like now I've gotten a lot of texts in the last couple of days, some big purchases, some large groups are purchasing tickets for stand-up shows, the podcast. If you don't have your tickets, I want to say kill yourself, but I'm not going to say kill yourself. If you don't have tickets at this point, just go to Comedy House New Orleans and get your tickets to the live podcast and the stand-up shows. It's going to be a great 4 o'clock podcast, 7 o'clock show, 9 o'clock show. And then Saturday night is going to be who knows? Who knows what kind of trouble we're going to get into? It feels like Bourbon Street. You know, it feels like a per post-show Bourbon Street. It feels like it feels like a dirty sports parade to Lafitte's for some purple drank uh, after the podcast is in order. Um, but we'll see. And then, of course, Sunday, uh, there is a place... It opens, we'll get there around 10.30. Barbecuing happens at 11, even though kickoff's at noon. Uh, Central City Barbecue is the place to meet up for some barbecue right before the game. Um, but before that, I have a feeling folks will be up and at them drinking early. But let's get some last-minute barbecue before we hop in to watch Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants take on Derek Carr, unfortunately. And the New Orleans Saints. I've never hoped for an injury, but I kind of am. Not going to lie. Yeah. I want to see Jameis live. We I, actually. I, I don't even want Jay, I don't even want Derek Carr injured. Yeah. I want, I want Derek Carr to just come out of the game and look directly into a camera and go, you want Jameis? Have fucking Jameis. And then turn him over. I, I have been looking. So, you know, we don't have uh, legal gambling here in california andy you i believe do in ohio and i know a lot of the dirt balls do the legal gambling sites the fan duel the caesar sports book the DraftKings, all these things because i have to do all of my gambling via offshore still i don't have access to those things here in california is there a dirt ball that knows the gambling sites so well that can either find or I know on some sites you can create your own prop. But can we get, can somebody find or make odds for Jameis Winston anytime pick Sunday? I know he's not starting. But there's got to be a way. And it feels like it's got to be. I mean, Derek Carr's not even on the injury report. 15 to 1 odds minimum. I want to bet it. Jameis is going to get in the game. Jameis is going to throw his 100th pick. Well, I see in the in the YouTube comment section. I checked the anytime TD on Jameis Monday, and that was available at plus five fifty. Anytime TD, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I don't know. We actually have a call about New Orleans that I've been holding on to for like four Great. months. It's to bring us back to a segment we started we, that we did a bunch in the beginning of the season, but we haven't gone back to. Uh, hey, Dirty Sports, it's McKay from Houston, Texas. You can either use this uh, for an, an episode for the upcoming episode or an episode closer to New Orleans, but I think a good overrated, underrated New Orleans food, um, you know, crawfish. 
beignets, alligator, uh, shrimp. Uh, just a couple examples. Uh, I would just really uh, love to hear your guys' opinion. Again, you don't, you can uh, wait till it's closer till till December sixteenth at the House of Comedy in New Orleans, where Miller Life w- will be flowing. Um, all right, see you December sixteenth. Bye. What a great little plug there. Yes. So, um, McK- I- so like literally, McKay left this like in September, and I've just had it sitting there. Um, you're going to be more, you'll know more of the food. I, I, I've only been there once. Um, when I was a kid. So, uh, obviously I know the foods he just suggested for overrated, underrated. Yeah. But, um, I, it, the rare properly rated, I think people know new Orleans food is amazing. I do not think it's possible it's it's certainly it's not, not under yeah it's not it's underrated not, it's not no I was gonna say it's not overrated. New Orleans food is not overrated. I don't think anybody overrated. Is there anybody that doesn't like beignets and po'boys and jambalaya and I mean I've I've had alligator. I don't recall it really. Um, but I want to eat some gator. I don't think I've had gator. Let's eat some gator while that while we're there. I don't think I've had bad like the New Orleans, the Cajun style food. Like I, I, I like it a lot. I'm trying to think of something I wouldn't like. Yeah, I'm a big shrimp guy. Like, like, like I was thinking, I was thinking, I was saying. thinking, could shrimp be considered overrated? Probably not, because there's so much you could do with it. Yeah, some people just don't like shrimp, but that's like a you problem, you know. I don't think it could be under. I think generally everybody goes, oh, bet one of the best food towns, if not the best food town in in the United States, right up there. You know, I would say certainly the South. Yeah. So I would say it's I'd say it's a rare properly rated. Yeah. Like what is like like what do you what do you gator with? I mean, I know there's gator sausage. Had gator sausage, but I don't know. Let's eat some gator while we're there. Do we have to talk in Ed Orgeron voice the whole time we yeah. eat gator? I think we have to talk to, in an Ed Orgeron voice the whole time we're in New Orleans. I just think your whole podcast gonna be two people talking like that. I can't tell who Andy Root is, who Joe Plano is. Suck my gator dick. <laughs> eat my gator sausage. <laughs> if which you know what I mean. Which is basically suck my gator dick. I go to gas stations and I hold up signs, eat my gator sausage, and then women know what the hell I mean. I don't got to spell it out for you, do I? Hey, you like a side of gator sausage? I'll give you my po' boy down my pants. He ain't a po' boy. After that, you can lick my chick or a coffee hole. He ain't a po' boy. He a big boy, if you know what I mean. I feel like if we do Ed Orgeron on stage... That a, a local is going to be like, you're butchering Ed Orgeron. <laughs> I love this idea. In the YouTube comments from Chris. Someone needs to dress like the Cajun coach from the water boy all weekend. I should, I, I should dress like him on stage. I don't think I have time to get overalls, though. Damn, I wish I would have seen that earlier. 
You got time. Uh, Amazon Amazon Prime them directly to the Chop House too. Chop Gun too. At this point, that's my move. If I'm traveling, I just I just Amazon Prime it to wherever I'm going. It looks like we got a a little insight for Jameis INT. Let's go. On betting pros. Whatever that is. I don't know. Is this comment being pulled up? Oh, no. This is anytime. Anytime. I think it's still the same thing to anytime. Anytime TD. We need an anytime pick, guys. Did you see? You probably didn't see it. Somebody DM'd uh, Dirty Sports Instagram and also my personal two minutes of just Jameis being an idiot. I did see that. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's a fucking cloud, man. And again, to bring it back to Ethan, imagine like sticking your whole life into this guy. Let me just say one thing. And I want, I want your honest opinion, Andy. So it seems like it's teed up for me, but it really, I really have not embraced it as much as much of the rest of, football fans and specifically Giants fans and my fellow Italians have. Tommy DeVito is like a fucking folk hero, especially like for New Jersey Italians at this point, mm. which, by the way, there's a, a a significant divide between my type of Italian and New Jersey Italian. My dad New, Jer- always, New Jersey Italian is like uh, Sopranos New- Italians. Okay. Kind of, I mean, my dad would say fake Italians a little bit. They like loose, you know, they're generations removed from Italy and they've created their own American version of Italian with the gabagool and the bubbly, you know, like. So what about Jersey Shore, those Italians? That's a whole, that, I mean, that's that's the the Jersey a soprano Italian taken to, on literal steroids. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh you know the the Tommy DeVito the that Italian the New Jersey Italian has really gr- grabbed the hold and and as an Italian Giants fan it seems like something I should embrace and and listen I'm happy for the kid like it's still a great story right like lives at home with his parents Jersey kid went to Don Bosco blah 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 it's still a great story and and listen I like the hands you know the hand signal but like I'm not out there you know getting Tommy Cutlets t-shirts or whatever. Um, But honest question for you. Next year, you are the... Okay, I'll present it to you this way. You're a Bengals fan now. We all know that. Um, Jake Browning Browning playing pretty well right now. Mm -hmm. Jake Browning, because he's playing pretty well, uh, gets a deal, gets a contract, signs a free agent contract, to go be, you know, the backup on the Bears or to be the starter in Vegas or whatever. Jake Browning moves on. And you, as Bengals GM, you have a choice. Who is going to back up Joe Burrow next year? Tommy DeVito or Jameis Winston? Well, look, here's my, here's my thing on DeVito. 
he, I mean, he's not really putting up big numbers. No. So lost in all this is like, well, how's the defense been playing, guys? Like no, nobody. Yeah. That's my point. They are playing great. Nobody's asking that question. I'd probably rather have Jameis. Really? Yeah. I'm a Tommy DeVito guy in this situation, but simply because, like, all right, we're talking about a backup. We're not talking about a starter. The two minutes of Jameis acting like a fucking idiot and just, like, all the, like, just give me the give me the Jeremy Lin, give me the Italian Jeremy Lin over just, like, honestly one of the greatest ludicrous busts in history. Is it is DeVito a rookie? Yeah. That's also a factor. Yeah. I'm I'm just thinking like it's gonna it's gonna turn here's my thing on on the two guys you actually just mentioned. And he's probably already had a really bad game, hasn't he, DeVito? Oh well, uh, yeah. I mean that's that's been the that's the been the most frustrating part of this as a Giants fan is Dable didn't let him throw the ball at all in a in a Jets game or and they also like really kept him under like kept him, you know, reined in against the Raiders Two, I mean, they got their ass kicked by the Raiders, but the Jets is a winnable game. And then all of a sudden they're six and seven with everybody else. Um, but they don't let him they let him throw the ball seven times in the whole game for negative yards. And now they're like, oh, the offense works better with Tommy DeVito. And you're like, dude, we had a game that was very winnable, but you refused to let him play quarterback. And now you're like letting him off the leash and being like, it's a full hero. Like, why didn't we just let him throw the ball then? Well, my thing on these guys, and you've seen it with Josh Dobbs, eventually... It's very rare that the backup stays playing that way. And that's why I think, like, like Jake Browning, nobody's talking. Like, everybody in Cincinnati just assumes they're going to beat the Vikings and their favorites. But my point is, that you're going to get some pretty fucking good defense. Yeah. Like, I know it's a home game, but at a certain point, it's the NFL, man. There's enough game film on you. People watch tape. These coordinators scheme. They're smart. Now, again, to, to be fair, like DeVito, I, I don't know if he's had those games because you're right. They weren't letting him play. Like he hasn't had a game where it's like shitty at three turnovers. Has yeah. he? Or has uh, he? No. Not three turnovers, that's for sure. Do you think his whole crew is down there? Oh, I, I would bet they are, yeah. Again, the parents, man. I, I DM'd his agent on Instagram. I was like, come on the 1030 Sports Podcast. What's his agent's name? Sean fucking Spicoli or whatever. <laughs> Amazing. That's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know if I'd take Jameis. I mean, that's a tough question. Like, to me, the best backup is a guy who's not going to turn the ball over, so maybe that's stupid. I don't know. Tell you who I wouldn't take is uh, Draymond Green. Jesus Christ. 
It's unbelievable, this guy. Dude, here, here's my thing on Draymond Green. I feel like we're just going to have the same conversation we had a couple weeks ago. You know what? You're right. It, it, it's like, it's, you're, again, I, I use the equivalent of when you played pickup games, like, and I, and I still, again, know the kid's name who would just foul. And you're like, dude, this isn't basketball. Like, I don't know why you're flailing. I don't even know if he tried to hit him, to be honest. But you're flailing your arms in a way that just isn't a basketball move. But the, the this whole thing, like, I can't even believe that. I mean, I'm glad the league's over it at this point, and they're like, you're you're suspended indefinitely because I can't believe the Steve Kerr's, I can't believe the Steph Curry's, the Clay Thompsons, I can't believe Draymond himself, I can't believe anybody, like, I can't believe TV shows deal with it. it this is the equivalent. This is the equivalent of O.J. Simpson being like, no, listen, what happened is the other day um, I was in my house in Florida and I was making a Twitter video. Uh, I was like, yo, hey, it's it's O.J., t- Team O.J. here on on Twitter. And I was holding a knife and then my maid, she ran into it three times. It's an accident. It's like, dude, you are the guy who stabs people. Yeah. You stabbed someone, now you want us to think it's a... Like Draymond Green, how many accidental kicks to the dick, punches to the face, chokings? True. Like how many... This is Hannibal Lecter being like, I thought I was eating alligator. I was down in New Orleans, I thought I was eating alligator. It turned out I was sawing into a man's leg and eating a human being. You're like, dude, your name's Hannibal the Cannibal. Which, by the way, is how Draymond should be taken in and out of games at this point in a fucking Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> like Draymond Green is a piece of shit. And if you're a I Warriors mean, fans out fan out there and you're de- you have ever defended Draymond Green like f- like this is almost it all goes back to like imagine being a Warriors fan complaining about the LeBron 3-1 comeback and being like, "Well, if they didn't fucking suspend Dr- dude, he's still doing it." I know. That was 2016 finals. It's it's so ridiculous. Like when you watch the play, again, you just say to yourself, what are you doing? Punching somebody in the face. He he just like he's run his course, man. Like this type of shit. And obviously the Warriors are struggling this year. It's just time to cut bait if I'm the Warriors. What are we doing here? What What is he really bringing to the table at this point? Oh, what is- the heart, the hustle. Clay and, Dr- and Steph aren't who they are without Draymond. Bullshit. Who says that? What does that mean? What is he doing for Clay and Steph? What is he doing for them? At this point, just making them lie in press conferences. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you actually doing on the court? How are you a positive presence for the team? How do they benefit from your play? I don't know how punching someone, kicking someone, grabbing their cock, grabbing the, he's like a Three Stooges character. Yeah. Like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? Fucking two in the pink, oh. one in the stink. Harry, Larry, Curly, and Draymond. Who are the yeah. characters? 
Clay, Steph, and Dre. Can we make the fucking Three Stooges t-shirt with Clay, Steph, and Dre? I mean, it, but that's what he is. He's a fucking Three Stooges character. And for the young, for the young dirt balls, Google, watch old Three Stooges videos. Crazy how that was a thing, by the way. Like that was comedy back then. I can't believe we haven't already had like the 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 Gen Z like the Three Stooges promoted violence, and that's why we have a violent culture. You think it's funny to hit a guy with a frying pan? That's why domestic violence happened. How many guys back in the day you think looked at their wife and like whoop 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 and just hit her with a frying pan? Make my fucking dinner. I want some eggs, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. But 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 he but like I'm not even exaggerating. I'm saying it sarcastically. The the movements on the court are like a three student character. When's the last time you made a great basketball move? It's honestly, uh, it to, to me. Like, I never really thought Draymond Green had, like, a 150 IQ or anything like that. But Draymond Green, with his fucking mouth open, mouth-breathing fucking idiot. At this point, to me, like, I'm betting he's got a 70 IQ. And I'm betting that because how dumb do you have to be to think the world is going to believe you? How dumb do you have to be to be O.J. Simpson and be like, she ran into my knife while I was holding it. <laughs> like, I was just trying to swing around, and I, I, I happened to punch. I happened to go up. I happened to reach up and back and punch somebody directly in the face. Yeah. How dumb do you have to be to think that the world would believe you? How mentally ill do you have to be to be standing outside a burnt-down house with a can of gasoline and a lighter and be like, I don't know what happened here? And think that the fire department's going to be like, oh, well, I guess we better investigate. And then you just walk away. How mentally ill do you have to be to think you saying, it was an accident, would ever work? And the NBA was like, nah, you're fucking suspended indefinitely. We got to watch a little bit of Three Stooges. Bro, I think I think you could be wrong. Because I just put this on YouTube, right? And this says, Season 1, Episode 1, The Three Stooges. Woman, women Haters? Is that the actual name? Or is this... Or is this? Because this is somebody's big YouTube channel. Women Haters, Bloopers, Facts, and more. This sounds like... Maybe somebody, a Gen Zer, is doing exactly what you're saying. On this episode, we're going to look at oh my God. episode one yeah. of The Three Stooges. And I'm going to show you just a few facts, blooper here and there, and just a bit of information on this episode. It's what you're talking about. Enjoy this. Let me know in the comments down below. Don't forget to you. leave a thumbs up if you enjoy this. And without further no, it's actually no, called, it's called women haters. <laughs> so, as I said previously, this is the first episode of the three students. About this episode, was that this short was the first one? Right. I, I don't put your commentary, buddy. Yeah. Forget this. By the way, Draymond Green is essentially black curly, right? If you look <laughs> at him with the fucking shaved head and the fucking mouth breathing, that's hilarious. 
dude i bet there's like cult people who love that shit oh for sure you know how like we live in this age with like insane nostalgia yeah did i, did I ever did i ever tell about the avid and costello shit no when i worked at hotel oceana no bro so the hotel oceana back in the day was like some apartment complex or some shit and apparently abbott and costello lived there dude you get these weirdos who right now there? abbott and costello what He's doing an advocate a bit who oh what, i don't even, I don't there? i don't even know their bits well you know who's on first so these weird and they do they they were always the same somebody come into the hotel They'd be like all dorky looking and you'd be like, can I help you, sir? And they'd be like, uh, they'd be looking at their phone. Like, I think Abbott and Costello originally lived in this building. Is it fine if I walk around and kind of just see where Do you these... know where Costello's room was, <laughs> perchance? Where these comedy legends inhabited back in the day? And I'd be like, what the fuck? Can you, like, I don't know. It's it's weird to, like, you know, we use the word stand now, but to stand for something that happened in the 30s or the 20s. Yeah. It's just insane to me. And they'd walk around. And they all look like serial killers, for the record. I don't know. I I can't. It's, I'll be honest. It's kind of Yoshi-esque. Yeah. But he does it with terrorists and shit. Right. And porn terrorists and porn stars and serial killers. Yeah, it's like and pedophiles. Yeah, so sorry to bother you, but uh Elaine Maxwell once ate breakfast here. Do you know which <laughs> table she sat at? <laughs> Who are you, sir? Get out of here. Oh, that's fucking great. So Giannis dropped sixty four last night. Yeah. But that's not the big story. Did they ever get his basketball? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I, I just saw a brief, bro, thing of this story today. But like, after the game, I saw a clip of a Bucks security guard getting the ball. Bro, watch this. Watch this. The, dude, it got to the point. Bucks went in. Like the Pacers, I think, stole the ball from the security guy. Bro, watch this. What this is? This is the, apparently the leaked audio. Hold on, before I kill you, Jesus. Hold on. I don't know why that's so loud. Um, let me adjust this. Hold on. Did that kill your ears? No, it wasn't too bad. Okay, but it was very uh, brief. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. We don't even need the audio. Yeah. The Pacers are apparently, because obviously this is more visual, Pacers are saying, you're not getting the ball. Don't give him the ball. Give him this fucking ball. These are Bucks players going, trying to go into the Pacers locker room. Yeah. This is Giannis talking to, I believe, somebody in the Pacers, saying, "Go get the fucking ball." 
Wants the game ball. I think the coach for the assistant coach for the Pacers. I just want to make sure he's going to get it. You need to go get it. He's pissed. And then this is what Giannis said in the. Um, Can you confirm that you have the game ball from tonight? I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. I I have no idea. Um, I I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I have a ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's it feels like a brand new ball. Um, like I can I can tell you know from um, I played what 35 minutes a day. You know I know how the the game ball felt. You know the uh, the ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure. But uh, I don't know if it's actually the game balls. But it's 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 okay. You know um, life should continue. I don't actually I don't even have the game ball from. Um, which hurts me. I don't have the gimbal from Game Six in the NBA Finals. I don't have the gimbal from that either. Um, but uh, I just—it's just so fortunate. I've never seen anything about this, Andy. We go from a club. He's like, "Give me the fucking ball! Give me the fucking ball! You—you're going in that locker room and you're getting that fucking ball." And they go, like, "Hey, hey, I don't know if I have ball. Is maybe one for ball, two, this another ball, not a." Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have the ball. This is, I have ball for my mom, but I don't know. Yo, motherfucker, give me the fucking ball, man. I think, I don't know if this is right ball. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? I don't know, man. It's a good question. I like, I don't. I I'm going to come in your locker room. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to my car. I'm going to get my gun. I'm going to shoot everything. This ball, maybe ball, I don't know. This is ball. Well, like, I, I watched another video. It looked like somebody from the Bucks took the ball, right? Gave it to somebody on the Pacers? Why? Is there any, like, has there been anything? Because I didn't know about this until this morning. Um, is there a reason that the Pacers didn't want to give him the ball was there a beef during the game i know i heard they were blowing him out and he stayed in and scored a lot of points okay cool isn't the nba full of guys who just literally would get on their knees and suck the dick of the corpse of kobe bryant for scoring fucking 80 points in a game that doesn't matter weren't there players on the utah jazz who were like if i lift you up uh, and help you dunk it. Can you? Can I be the guy who held you up like in Dirty Dancing and gave you your final NBA dunk? Like I'll go full Swayze and you jump in my arms and I'll help you dunk it. And now all of a sudden people are like, you're not going to fucking score that many points on us. Oh, remember when Kobe scored 81? That's why he's my hero. That's why my kid's named Kobe and my dog is named Kobe. And that's why when I was on the Jazz, I let him spit in my mouth in his final game. The NBA is so full of absolute fucking lunatics. Yeah, dude, I'm looking at it right now. I don't. I still think, right today, I don't think we have an answer. I'm just kind of scrolling through news reports. Well, I don't know where the ball went. Clearly, it went to the Pacers, and they didn't want to give it up. But to be honest, be fair, like guys, he, like 64. The last non-guard to score this many points was David Robinson. I think he put it in 70. Right? So, like, 
the the big man scoring as many points doesn't happen. Give him the damn ball. And also, like, why are you like, why is this even a thing? Like, well, I just you find it you funny. guys don't want the ball. Like, you didn't want you only wanted the ball so that he didn't get the ball. And and you guys are so quick to exchange jerseys and fucking make out at half court. Yeah. But now when somebody accomplishes something, you don't want to give him a ball. Yeah. Like I don't get that. It's it's basically if you have siblings, if you've grew up with siblings, it's like just taking the ball just to be a dick to your brother. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, why? Because he stayed in to score a bunch of points on your fucking backups. Okay. Remember when the Utah Jazz were putting in backups and third stringers and whatever? Because like everybody was like, "Hey, Bruh. do I, can I have a couple seconds where I get to lick the sweat off Kobe Bryant's nutsack?" I think Nick D'Alessandro guarded him for a bit. Yeah. That that after the game, can I take you to Don's? Have a cheese stick. <laughs> He's like, "Get away from me, you weirdo!" That exhibition of a basketball game. Surprised you remember all that during the Kobe Bryant shot challenge. Yeah, I don't. It's all. Was that your idea, by the way? Well, the Kobe Bryant shot challenge. Yeah. The Kobe Bryant shot challenge was my idea that I threw out to dirt balls. And a bunch of people did it during the course of the season. Remember? And then somebody suggested I do it for the last game. And I was like, yeah, I guess I should put my money where my mouth is. Bro. It was funny because my thing was just to prove a point about how much of a ball hog Kobe Bryant was. I was like, you don't think Kobe Bryant's a ball hog? Try taking a shot of booze every time Kobe Bryant takes a shot. Why I decided to do it. Well, you know what's great about that's that why night. we're celebrating a thousand episodes down in New Orleans because I give and I give and I give. I got so many DMs when that was happening of like, cut him off, cut him off, cut him off. Like, even dirtballs who hated me at the time, I forget the dirtball. He's been long gone. That Canadian older dude. He loved Lachlan, then he loved you. He hated me. Even he was like DMing me, like, "Hey man, like this isn't funny anymore." And then and then and then you and him ended up getting to a thing. And then he's he's what I would call a fallen dirtball. I don't remember. Do you know who I'm talking about? older glasses do you know me my brain is mush i know but you never forget because like then 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 there i was never a... forget people who fucking you know no but you then you guys you're... you guys got into it at one point on twitter i don't know what about do you know i have no clue he's probably he probably said something about one of his teams obviously you know i know it's so funny um i got a cameo request the other day and I did a birthday shout out for Sean Sparks. Shut up. Before there was DJ Sizzle, before there was Jay Lloyd, before there was Nick Del Sandro, before there was, there was Sean Sparks. Sean Sparks? We have a Sean Sparks sighting. Uh, well, we have a Sean Sparks wife sighting. He still listens? I don't know. OG, Sean came to the New York Mets pitch. Yeah. Truck and then we never I heard think. from him again. He was a truck driver. 
And I would always make the jokes like, yeah, dude, I don't want you going 75 down, 75 miles an hour with an 18 wheeler doing photo shots for me. Like, yeah, do it the rest stop. Yeah. He made some hilarious photoshops. What was the birthday shout out? Uh, just his wife is like big. He's he's been he's always been a big fan of yours. Can you wish him a happy birthday? He sent me a cream pie Andy T-shirt. <laughs> like he had a personalized shirt made that said cream pie Andy. Like he's OG dirtball. Next thing you're gonna tell me, you got a birthday shout out from Nick D Donato. Yeah. That kid's dead of a steroid overdose. That was Matt Costello. Oh, you're mixing okay. up a you're you're mixing up you're Italian mixing up my e lunatic Eagles fans weirdos. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm gonna get a cameo request for for Jake Bruder from from his girlfriend, who's like. You know, I don't know if he'll be able to see this. He 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 was arrested because of the January sixth revolts. <laughs> but if you could just shout out, he was a big fan. Oh man, we almost need a where are they now? It's crazy. But it's, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's I'd like I'd love to know the crossover. This will be interesting because the because Let Pray No Pitch was basically the first dirt ball meetup, right? June twenty fourteen. Or 2015. 2015. Essentially the first dirtball meetup. Correct. How many, what, what's the over-under on people at both? Hmm. Stanga, Mata. Do we know that, I, I know Mata's coming. Do we know Stanga's coming for sure? Stanga's coming, yeah. I put the over under at two and a half. <laughs> or or do we get a couple of people where you're like, holy shit, look who it is. I put it like four and a half. Wow, I like it. It'd be a good number. I mean, that was that was definitely the first dirtball meetup. I mean, who who was the who was the guy from New York? The uh the guy who took his shirt off and we were signing his tits. Oh yeah. John Boy. What was the fuck? John name? Boy. John Boy. Was he original John Boy? He was taking selfies with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad didn't know what it was called, and he goes, I that guy just wanted me to take a snelfie with him. Snelfy. <laughs> Sounds like a Muppets character. It's like when Blake Snell takes a selfie. It's a snelfie. <laughs> Yeah, we've come we've we've definitely come uh full circle. By the way, it's supposed to rain Saturday, so be prepared. I don't know if you looked. That's great. We'll be in yeah. we'll, we'll be inside. And we know the Miller lights will be flowing. Absolutely. In New Orleans, guys. They will be flowing at the comedy club. They'll be flowing at the Saints game. Get yourself ready for a fun weekend a responsible weekend i should say right to our balls we're yeah. gonna be responsible with our miller light during the game from kickoff to the final whistle you can't go wrong with a miller light in your hand guys it's only 96 calories right so 
You can have a few of them. It's not going to add up too much. It's only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I, I know for a fact that the uh, the Caesar Superdome is Miller Lite because I was looking at my pictures from New Orleans last time I was there. I had a gigantic tall boy of Miller Lite when I watched the last Giant Saints game there. Cannot wait. Cannot wait to drink Miller Lights up and down the streets of New Orleans this weekend. Well, I have an update, it looks like, from YouTube. The reason that the Pacers won the ball is that it was their rookie's first basket. Hilarious. Mm, that's a weak excuse. Yeah. I mean, I get it's your first basket, but, like, Giannis has scored 64. Yeah. Come on. What are we, what are we talking about here? So, Monday's show ended, and then we learned a few hours later that Shohei Otani is only getting paid $2 million a year, and that the Dodgers are going to defer $68 million a year for 10 years. Yeah. Absolute complete, insanity. Yeah, complete and total bullshit. This seems like it'll... Um, seems like it'll force a rule to be made which well the, well they agree you know here's the thing i mean th this is actually on the owners the, the you know they let the the players association allow like they allowed this when in the last collective bargaining agreement which is pretty insane yeah and and, and i don't know if you've seen if you've seen the thing about taxes no. So, so now it's a thing. California, every state wants their taxes. Right. So now the debate is like, how's this going to work legally? Which, you know, they're going to want $70 million a year versus $2 million a year. So everybody's well, they, like... I, I mean, theoretically, they would, they would eventually get it. But so what happens... But I don't know if they would, from what I've read. If, if, if he set up residence in a, you know... A state like texas or florida or they said just move back to japan right like you're going to collect his taxes when he's living in japan when they're paying the 70 million or 68 million dollars right. but you know the other question is more than just california typically what happens in sports if i'm not mistaken is your game checks you know you're paid on a per game basis your game checks come from whatever state you're playing in so you actually did the work like when you when the dodgers go to Chicago, the game checks for those games, they're you get taxed in Chicago. Illinois. You know, and so now if he has two million dollars that's just being spread out as his salary for the year, there's a lot of states that are not making money off of that, as opposed to if his game checks were for seventy million dollars for the year. Well, like from again, the rich getting richer, that's a baseball problem. And and not only are they doing this, they're being able to build a, a great team around him. I guess what's what's weird about this is like if you're allowed to defer payments, like why aren't you just allowed to like what at what point does it get taken to the next level? You know, obviously Magic Johnson's uh 
um, and part owner of the Dodgers. Um, why even defer it? Why not just say uh, Shohei Otani has agreed to a 10-year, $20 million deal? He'll also be getting $680 million to endorse Magic Johnson movie theaters. And then he just does one commercial. Come to Magic Johnson theaters, get popcorn. And they're like, we're giving him a check for $680 million for that. Like, what, like at what point does this just become fraud? Well, it's, you mean just like moving money around, basically? Yeah. Like you're laundering money. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, this is, this is next level. It's, an, it's pretty crazy that this happened. And, and who knows who's telling the truth? They keep saying, oh, this was Otani's idea. This was Otani's idea. Right. Maybe it was, or maybe it was his agent. It's a pretty brilliant idea. And it's smart in his case. He's like, look, I can make $2 million a year. I make so many millions off endorsements, especially in Japan. And then I'm, and then 10 years from now, I get $680 million. Yeah. Right? It's pretty insane. But I would assume they have to make a rule change. Absolutely. Because, again, you're just benefiting a team that has traditionally spent this all goes back to the no salary cap. And it's ridiculous. And mm -hmm. I've, I, as I've said before, as a Mets fan, is like suddenly, like this is exactly what's going to happen. For years, we had to deal with the, the shithead poor owners. And now all these rules. Are, not only is it, are they going to change the rules? They're going to change the rules when we have the richest owner in baseball. And they're going to change the rules after the Dodgers did it. They're going to be like, well, the Troy Otani deals grandfathered in place. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's smart. Like they approved it. I, I like, like, like the Dodgers are smart. Otani's smart. Like, they're, like they're smart for what they did. It's just crazy that this could happen, in my opinion. Yeah, that you would allow this. The league, the league again. It goes back to baseball not having any foresight. The league had no foresight to think, okay, if we agree to these deferred payments with no limitations, that this is eventually going to happen. That they didn't see this coming. Especially when the Bobby Bonilla thing is a thing. Ken Griffey Jr. still getting paid by the Reds. It's like they didn't see. The, I, the difference with those is they were paying their contracts, and then you get to the end and you go, hey, why don't we just defer these out so we don't have to pay you? Right? You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. we're, we're still on the hook for the money. Yeah. How about you take it over 20 years and we'll pay you more? For it to just to be the deal. Yeah, it's I, I, crazy. Like, to me, that that would immediately be my move. If I was the owner, if I was Steve Cohen and we're in a bidding war for the you know, that Japanese pitcher, I'd be like, Hey, we're just gonna give you five hundred thousand dollars a year. But also you're the new owner of the casino that I'm building next to the stadium. You get you'll yeah. get twenty percent of that money for the rest of your life. Like what? Sure. I know it's pretty crazy. We got a little late start, so you wanna you wanna hop into some sure, hop some, into some football? football games. The uh, the the Prano Ruther battle. I gained a point, so so you're up two now at this point. I gained a point, thanks to the Vikings. 
Thank you. Appreciate it. We got another. We got another another great game tonight. We got Chargers Raiders, two five and eight teams, featuring two backups. So I'm excited about that. Justin Herbert even, is. I don't even remember who the. Oh, it's Jimmy Garoppolo to start the year, right? Yeah, Justin Herbert is out for the season. Unreal. What a dumpster fire, and you know, for for the Chargers, it's like. I bet Staley keeps his job. They're such a dumpster fire. I bet he keeps his job. It's like, well, you know, Herbert couldn't finish the year. Like, we got to let it play well, I out. I said the other day, I said, somebody who's a Chargers fan play devil's advocate for me and tell me why he hasn't been fired yet. And somebody was like, they don't want to pay two coaches. They don't want to whatever. Cheap owner doesn't want to pay. And it's like, you don't have to pay two coaches. You could just pay him and then have an interim coach. Like... That's what that's what the answer was. Cheap owner doesn't want to pay a guy to not coach. Uh, I mean, he okay. is. The, the Spanos are basically they're like West Coast Bengals, West Coast Lions. That's kind of what the Chargers are, and it's just a complete debacle, just a mess. They are three point underdogs. The Chargers are three-point underdogs to the Raiders in Los Angeles, in uh, Vegas. In Vegas, okay. So, I don't even know who's the Chargers' backup. Uh, Easton Stick. What? Easton Stick. Are you serious? Very well known for being in the hands of hockey players throughout the nineties. <laughs> Easton Stick. He went to North Dakota State. He was a fifth round pick in 2019. I mean, I just can't take the Chargers. I got to go with the Raiders. The Raiders. No fucking doubt about it. Like, what are we, what are we talking I don't even think Keenan Allen's playing. Now, the Raiders scored precisely zero points in their last game. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. I'm still going with the Raiders. Same. God, these games are bad. I, Andy, I hate to say it. I said it earlier in this year, like... It, it used to, it used to feel like, and I don't know if this is a, this is um, like I feel like this is a uh, similar thing to what's you know potentially going to happen in baseball with like the, these the Shohei Otani deal or whatever. We got to a point in the NFL where essentially now your salary cap is you pay your quarterback, you pay a receiver, you pay an edge rusher then you pay somebody in your defensive backfield and you pay a left tackle. That's your salary cap. And everybody else just fucking is on some league minimum, some league fucking, you know, some some just average old deal. And it's becoming a very top-heavy situation now on rosters where if a guy gets hurt, two guys get hurt, you just like 
it's just suddenly it's a, it becomes an extremely bad football game. I feel like the the beauty of the NFL for years was that teams were pretty good. Like, and now we're living in this set. You're you're if you have an elite player, you're in the playoffs already. Otherwise, you're seven and six or six and seven, or your quarterback's been hurt this year, and now you have three wins. Yeah, I mean it is. It's a problem, and and you know you talk about do you have a chance at the Super Bowl? I mean we can start going through these games. Obviously, neither of these do. Personally, I don't think anybody in the Saturday games does. Lions fans will disagree, but like that's the only team that maybe has a small chance during the Saturday games. You have Vikings Bengals at one o'clock. Bengals are three point favorites. In Cincinnati? This, yeah, this spread has dropped, just so you know. It was like four and a half to start. Great. So, Love that it's at three. I'll take the Bengals. So uh, Nick Mullins is starting. Right? Sure. Randy Ruth. His song Lullaby in 1999 is one of my all-time favorites. Randy Ruther will be glued to a TV somewhere in New Orleans. This will be a noon game. So, so the Bengals win this. They've won three in a row. And they're eight and six. I believe they have to win 10, 10 games to make the playoffs, which means they'd have to win two of their last three after that. Here it comes. I'm going to take the Vikings. Yes, let's go. Why? The Vikings scored all three points last weekend. Yeah, I'm just taking the Vikings. I think... I think. In Mullins, you trust. No, here's what I trust. I trust a low-scoring game. I trust a Vikings defense led by... Uh, who's their DC? Brian Flores... I think I think there's going to be some havoc on on, on Browning. I, I think finally he's going to have a bad game, like a, like a really bad game. And I guess I'll trust the Vikings enough. I don't know why offensively because I don't trust them. But I say the Vikings cover. I think it's a close game. All right, Steelers, Colts, another seven and six game. Wow. So five of the six teams playing on Saturday are seven and six. Steelers Colts. This one's in Indy. Colts are a point and a half favorite. Who's the quarterback for the Steelers? Mitchell Trubisky. Correct. I'll take the Colts. And it sounds like the you know the Steeler way. According to Ben Roethlisberger, I saw this week on his pod. Ben Roethlisberger has a podcast, I think, which is hilarious. I think it's called no means no. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about like this isn't the I old heard way. that he does extremely long podcasts too, because once he gets uh, a guest in the room, he refuses to let them leave. <laughs> so he's all talking about like the old Steeler way of getting in people's faces, and it's like, dude, what are you even talking about? I don't know. I'm going to take the Steelers. Okay. I think they win. 
It's a risky pick, though. I I, I got two risky picks. I'm taking the road I dog. I like that pick way more than I like your Vikings pick. I think your yeah. Vikings pick is terrible. I think you're going to regret it. Okay. I probably will. All right. Broncos, another 7-6 team, traveled to Detroit. Mr. Unlimited is a four-and-a-half-point dog. Wow. It's bigger than I thought it'd be. It's too big for me. I'm taking the Broncos. I'll take the Broncos, too, to keep it close. I think the the uh, Lions could win that game for sure, but that seems like a field goal game. You know what's crazy? Like, that game that came down to the end. If the fucking te- if if they had beaten the Texans a couple weeks earlier, they would have been tied with Kansas City. No, they didn't because Mr. Limited threw a pick. This is why this is why I told Jay Sizzle, because he's a Broncos fan. This is what I was like, I was like, so what's your thoughts as a Broncos fan? They start one and five. I said, I know, I know everybody a lot of people wanted to dunk on Sean Payton, but I said to me that showed something that he could actually turn it around midseason. I said, I think. The future, there's we finally have cracks in this division. Finally, with Kansas City. I said I I, I already see the smart. I'm I'm gonna say this. If they just follow again that blueprint that he had, where you keep Mr. Unlimited limited and keep a defense, not this year. But I'm just saying you never know what can happen because in that division. Kansas City is obviously still Kansas City. They're going to retool, though. They're going to try to get some guys. The Raiders are a mess. The Chargers are a mess. I'm saying the Broncos with Sean Payton. I'm not even talking about Mr. Unlimited. I think they can make some moves maybe in the future. Can I? I just like to. I just like to say one thing. <clears throat> so we obviously have a history of of altercations with Lions fans and the delusional Lions fans. And last year, the Lions started one and five. They came back to just barely miss the playoffs. They beat the Packers to eliminate them at the end of the year. And I mean, Andy Ruther was the machine gunner on top of a tank in World War II. (laughs) He He had an unlimited... He was Mr. Unlimited when it came to memes. Hang the banner. Here's your NFC almost made the playoffs t-shirts. Then cut to the 2023 NFL preview. He's like, I'll take the Packers to win the division. Essentially, the Lions last year had this exact Broncos season. And you're like, cool story, guys. You missed the fucking playoffs. What do you no, want? No, no, a fucking tr- what do you want? A trophy? No, 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 no. What I'm saying, well, first of all, it's not it's not the same because we're talking about a coach who's won a Super Bowl versus guys talking about biting kneecaps off. What I'm saying is in the future, I just I didn't say this year. We all know, but let's say the Broncos make the playoffs. They're not doing shit. And I don't think they will make the playoffs. I'm just saying if Sean Payton can do good coaching, and he usually is a pretty good coach. He's he's decent, right? I just think there's openings happening in that division where before you were like, all of us were like, okay, it's Kansas City. You never know though with the Chargers with Justin Herbert, and like that's all up in smoke now. That's all I'm saying. What is the like expiration date on that though? Like, how long do the with the way Russ? 
played to start the year. And I know the Russ has turned around because they've limited to him and the defense has been turning up. You know, you just said that about Tommy DeVito. Like, we're not talking about what the defense did. Like, the defense completely turned it around. The defense went from being horrific to being really good. Um, what's the expiration date? Like, I mean, this isn't a four-year window on the Broncos, like, continuing to build. Like, at well, he only point, has two more years on it. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. Correct. But but also forget not only on the contract but just on like the age, Russell Wilson hasn't been getting better as he gets older. Yeah, I don't think Russell Wilson's. I, I I've said this. I don't think he's the answer. What I'm saying is I think with Sean Payton, and again, that division is up for now. If Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers, different story. Different story. What about if anybody goes to the Chargers? What about if any Brandon Staley not? Because, you, like, let me ask you this right now. Gun to your head. Who wins the AFC West next year? Obviously the Chiefs is okay. where I'm going to go. Like, without hesitation. You know. Without a doubt. By the way, did we go at Chiefs fans, by the way? Did we go at Chiefs fans? Yeah, uh, I don't remember that. Somebody left a call saying we went at them. Okay, let's listen to it. Hey, boys, it's Josh from KC. I feel like I got to stand up for Chiefs fans a little bit with all this, and I'm not trying to defend what Patrick did, but I agree with Joe. I thought he was pissed that Von Miller was offside, and then we thought that he was finally getting pissed at these receivers for sucking, and then it, we found out that he was mad at the refs, and it all kind of like uh, not very defensible. So uh, I don't know, but like, come on, guys, quit calling out the Chiefs fans. We got nothing to do with it. Anybody that was a fan before 2018 isn't bitching. So, all right, uh, condoms are for the Eagles. I, I don't remember saying about Chiefs fans. I mean, I I I think maybe if anything, we we. We're mocking just like the, you know, Chiefs fans. We we did take a shot. We took shots earlier in this year at Chiefs fans, right? With the whole like nobody believes in us nonsense. Yeah, for sure. And then I think we were we were kind of we did almost dust off that we were making fun of the, uh, you know, how they were reacting to this. But I don't I don't remember going at Chiefs fans especially hard. Well. I'm rooting against the Chiefs for sure. Now they are going to. They're they're going to uh, Gillette to play the Patriots. So it's like an easy game. It's, it's a nice yeah. game to bounce back. For well, seven when you say you're rooting against the uh, Chiefs, what do you mean? Like you don't want them to win at all now? Not Is right that now. What's that? I yeah, not after that childish display. I, okay, I don't. so let me ask you something, because I, I think this is interesting, because I think we all have, you know, it's hard to watch a football game and not be, like, pulling for somebody. I think you and I, typically mm -hmm. on a football game, on a football Sunday, we're kind of pulling for if we have different picks or whatever. But even sometimes I'll root for teams, even if it's going to cost me in the pick, just because I like them or not. Let's go through, let's go nine. Let's go nine teams in in each conference. I'd like to know, like, 
your level of like rooting interest for the team? Like if you would say you're rooting for them or you're rooting against them or you're indifferent from the top down in the AFC Baltimore, you're rooting for them. Or you're rooting against them for, cause I want to see if Lamar can win a playoff game. It's, rooting, it's not, you're rooting for them to what to get the one seed because, okay. because again, this isn't about me rooting for them to win. I want to see Lamar again, be in a good position, home field advantage. What can you do? Now, will you? Uh, is there any rooting against them because we dug in so hard against Lamar, like in terms of a Super Bowl? No, I, I'll, I'll look. I can own up when I'm wrong. I've just said he's at that point. He hasn't done those things. Yeah. So, so it's more of it's more of I want to see it play out. Like, let's see what you can do. A lot of my stuff, honestly, comes from the fan base that we've talked about that before. Like in a way, I'm. A little bit, I'm rooting for Lamar or rooting against Baltimore to continue to be right. And because, like, the ludicrous response by fans to just be like, he hasn't done those things. Why are we acting like he has? Miami, for or against? Against. Yeah. Kansas City, you're now against. Now against. And I'm sort of indifferent at this point because I was, I like to root for them, but now it's hard. Jacksonville. Indifferent. Okay. I'd say about the same. Yeah. Not a huge Cleveland. Four. I'm kind of rooting for Cleveland. Yeah. Good for them. Pittsburgh. You've always kind of been a low key Pittsburgh Steelers fan. <laughs> I have not. You love Antonio Brown. You love Mike Tomlin. You love you love Roethlisberger. I, I you know, I kinda wanna see. I want to see what will happen. So in a way, I would say I'd be rooting against. Uh, I'm, I'm saying I'm pretty indifferent. I'm f- for but that. Yeah. For legal purposes, I I'm sort of required to root for the Steelers, but I don't. Um, I did when Kenny Pickett was playing and now I'm like, eh. um, the Colts. Sure. Not this week, though. Yeah. Houston. Yeah. Rooting for we're rooting for him. Weirdly, we we see this is where we can admit we were wrong. We we really stuck our flag in the ground about Ohio State quarterbacks, and we're like, cool, we're we were wrong. Fucking go get it. Yeah. Uh, and then Denver, you're you're very much rooting for them, and I in a way, I guess I'm rooting against them. Um, San Francisco, are they our like rooting favorites on this show? Are we like rooting for San Francisco? Well, I don't know if it's rude. It's it's just my, my thing always has been like, this is a great system. This is a great scheme. So I like to watch it. It's fun. Yeah. And the defense is lights out. So, yeah, I, I guess so. And I really don't have any issue with Niners fans, per se. Cowboys, obviously I'm rooting against them. So when you say rooting, I want the Cowboys again to get a good seed to see them falter. Yeah, so you're rooting against them. <laughs> Say I'm rooting for them to get a good seed in the playoffs. Okay. Regular season. Yeah. But you don't want them to win. You're rooting against them to win a Super Bowl. Correct. I can never root for somebody who puts salt on his McRiddle. Detroit, you're you're I mean, I think you have a voodoo thing set up at your house against the Lions. Like you're you're heavily rooting against them. No, I'm not. Even though I'm even kind though, of rooting for Detroit to get a good seed because I want to see them falter. Like I even want though them. I would lose a hundred dollars if they won a playoff game. 
It's fine with me. I'd like Detroit to lose a home playoff game. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> True. Tampa Bay. I don't really give a shit. I don't yeah, play. Indifferent. Philadelphia, obviously, I'm rooting against. I don't, I don't really care. I, I don't think that. Uh, I don't know. I just don't have a good feeling about them this year. Minnesota. Yeah, I'm rooting for them. They can all fucking die. I'm so sick of your ah. fan base. I'm so sick of your del- the most delusional fan base in maybe the sports. Green Bay, I'm rooting for them. I'm like, you know, it's nice when the Packers are good. Also, I, you know, I wasn't rooting for them on Monday, although I kind of was because I'm still like, oh, why aren't we tanking? But just like now the whole Aaron Rodgers thing has become so fucking weird that it's like, whatever. Here's a team I feel like we're both rooting for and have been like the Rams. We're McVay stands. Oh, I've been rooting for them. I'm a for Stafford sure. stand. I'll be honest. I so so I I in a way I and I'm 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 not being consistent. I was standing hard for them against the Ravens last week. Yeah, me too. And and it was game. weird. It was a tough game for me because I I always root for Odell to do well, but then I was rooting for the Rams because I like the Rams. And Rams also gave Odell his like his opportunity and you know made the most of it. Super Bowl. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm obviously I've just become a Matt Stafford like truther. So I'm, I'm rooting for them. Seattle, I've fallen towards indifference. You know, now that like kind of we're a year removed from Russ, I was a huge fan last year of them proving it, and now I'm kind of like whatever. Like Seattle and their fan, they still got those fans still got under my skin a little bit. You know, just with their like nonsense. And uh, I do like Pete Carroll, but he is annoying as well. I've yeah, moved, agreed. I've moved into indifference. Me too. I used to always root. Now I'm indifference. So that's fun. Yeah. Well, let's get through these games. Bears-Browns in Cleveland. Now we're on to Sunday. Browns are three-point favorites. Um, I'm not sure who went first. I believe I did, so you're up. I'll take the Browns. Feels like the Bears uh, have had a little, are finding a little something. And what is really funny to me about the Bears really finding something is the conversation that started around um, Justin Fields now. I love, my favorite thing, and I, I guess I don't understand it, but my favorite thing is how like, the Daniel Jones contract has now become a punchline. Like I saw, I saw a, uh, I saw a, a joke the other day. It's like Shohei Otani's will be the biggest uh, contract in sports until the Giants re-sign Daniel Jones. And and weirdly, and, and, and by the way, just for a refresher, I tweeted I would kill myself if the Giants gave Daniel Jones forty million dollars. So I never approved of it, but. At the same time, I love that we live in a world where Daniel Jones can go on the road and win a playoff game, and the Giants sticking with him is now a, a league-wide punchline. And yet every week, the Bears and the media talks you into why Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future, even though they've <laughs> this is the this is the best they've ever done. Five wins is like a, a marked upside compared to the rest of Justin Fields' career. He plays one good game at a time, and then that's why I'm taking the Browns this week because the idea of Justin Fields, it's always Justin Fields is finding something. Justin Fields is the guy on the 
on the beach with a fucking metal detector, and it's always like beep 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 beep, and then he fucking digs through the sand, and there's nothing there. The Justin Fields found something last week. I I'm a hard betting against it. Well, and here's the thing: the Browns' defense has not been playing well, which makes me think they will turn it around. I I'm, I agree. I'm gonna go with Cleveland. All right, Bucks Packers in Lambeau. Green Bay's three and a half point favorites. I'm up first. I'm going Green Bay. Bounce back game, win and cover. Bucks at Green Bay. Uh, I don't like the half point hook. I'll take the box. Backdoor okay. Baker. Texans Titans. Huge dub for the Titans. Huge dub. Um, this one's in Nashville. Is Stroud not playing? Tennessee's a three point favorite. Wow, it's a big favorite. Stratus listed as questionable. All right. Uh, then in in that case, I will take the Titans. I really don't love if this was a half point either way, that would that would make it go for me. If this was a two and a half point Titans, I'd be like Titans. If this was a three and a half point Titans, I'd be like Houston it's three it's a coin flip for me I guess I'll go Titans feels like they're trying to prove something here at the end of their season Texans are banged up man I'm looking at the injury report I'm gonna go Texans as well you're gonna go Texans as well well I went Titans. no I'm sorry Titans Titans as well yeah all right Jets Dolphins this is why they're paper Tigers what happened last week they are the Dolphins are sit. I'm sorry, eight and a half point favorites against the Jets. I'll play a call real quick. Uh, our boy Jose was down there at the game. What's going on, guys? Uh, they're Paul Jose again. Just to talk about that Monday night experience. Uh, I was actually at the game watching the Dolphins blow a 14 point lead with a few minutes left in the game. Just incredible. The worst walk to the parking lot and drive home I've ever had after any sporting event, maybe that I've ever attended. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I probably should have, I probably shouldn't have been the driver. <laughs> I should have had a few more beers. In me. But, uh, yeah, man, just to quickly reassess on this team, people were saying Cowboys, Dolphins were like the mirrors of each other in both conferences. Nah, Dolphins are more like the Lions of the AFC, if anything. But, uh, yeah, man, just a devastating blow. They just lost their starting center for the season 20 CL, Connor Williams. Another huge loss to a team that's already, like, reeling. And, uh, yeah, suddenly that two-a comparison to Cousins starting to look a little more apt, right? After he blew it in a primetime game. Yeah, it's partially his fault, partially the offensive line. It's just a batter to hell, but it is what it is, man. They got four games to figure it out and try and win the division because they sure as hell ain't getting one seed. <laughs> I don't even know why that was even discussed at all with the Dolphins. But yeah, <laughs> have a good show, guys, and um, condoms are for the Dolphins, so let's get their shit together. All right, boys, stay good. You know what? You know what's funny? This is like the this is the fan. You know, he's just he just keeps laughing. Like we've all been there as a fan of a team where you're just like, 
What's funny about this game specifically, and the, like, this didn't change my opinion of the Dolphins at all, nor would them have beating the Titans, nor would them, like, it's like, he's all, like, worked up, and it's like, let me, let me pull out my crystal ball and tell you, is it Jose? Yeah. Jose, what's going to happen? Dolphins now turn it on for the last four games. They look great. You're back on board. And then you get butt fucked in the playoffs. Well, like here's this is what's going to happen to you. You're like, oh, let's see if they can turn it around. They're gonna. No, well, look, they got dude, they got look, it's a tough four games. You get the Jets at home, then you have the Cowboys at home, at Ravens, Bills at home. That's a tough four games, minus yeah. the Jets. But they're I'm gonna win saying. the division, right? Because like how I mean, they're up on the Bills by Two games. Yeah. They should. It would be great if they, it would be great for the Bills to come back and steal that division. It'd be hilarious. I uh, think, I think like, like this spreads eight and a half. I'm up. Everybody's like, oh, you know, Zach Wilson got player, AFC player of the week. This, this has. Zach Wilson is white Justin Fields. Eight and a half is a lot, though. It's a lot against a team who can play defense. Where's the game? It's in Miami. I'll go Dolphins. Same. All right, Chiefs-Patriots. Chiefs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites in Foxborough. I'll take the Chiefs. Same. All right, New Orleans, six-point favorites against your Giants. We'll be at the game. What is that, Section 606? Correct, Section 606. We're, we're, we're going to be up in the up in the rafters, but I love it. I've seen a lot of uh, – when I was there, I seen a, I've seen a lot of Saints fans at the Superdome having fun up in the roof. Um, not Probably won't be the best view of the game, but, like, what is this a game that we really need a great view of? Let me say this. I am – probably the only Italian New Yorker that isn't just absolutely jacking off into my fucking mozzarella about Tommy DeVito. I'm not, I'm not like on this whole fucking, he's the Jeremy Lin of football. And I'm not on that. This giants team is good by any means, but how in the world are the saints six and a half point? I was just going to say, I don't know why it's so much. I don't understand it. I'll take the Giants. I don't think the Giants should win this game. I don't necessarily want the Giants to win this game, but goddamn, if there's not value there for the Giants to win this game on a money line, I don't see any world where the Saints are six and a half point favorites over anybody, let alone a team that has been playing pretty good defense. Forget the whole DeVito thing. Forget the whole Saquon Barkley thing. Forget the whole... Wandale Robinson finding something thing like that spread to me. I don't, I don't, if it wasn't, if it was just like a, if it was, a, if it was seven and a half, I might be like Vegas knows something I don't, but six and a half seems like, what are we doing six. here? Six. What? It doesn't matter. It should be four and a half. Yeah. I'm going to take the giants too. For sure. It's a big spread. All right. Falcons, Panthers, Atlanta's three-point favorites. It's in Charlotte. I mean, fuck the Panthers. I'm not done taking them. I'm taking the Falcons. Yeah, and the Falcons feel like, even though they're uh, now no longer currently a playoff team, it does feel like they're finding some sort of offensive uh, personality. 
So I'll take the Falcons as well. All right. Rams, Commanders in LA. Rams are six and a half point favorites. I'll take the Commanders. I'll take the Rams. I like the Rams. Rams played a nice football game last week against the Ravens, but six and a half seems like a lot. It is a lot, and that's a very reckless decision, but I'm going with it. Okay, Niners, Cardinals. This one's in Arizona. Niners are 12-point favorites. I'm going to take the Niners. In Arizona? Yeah. 12. Yeah. I think the Niners went by 46, so I'll take the Niners. All right, Cowboys-Bills. This one is in Buffalo. The Bills are two-point favorites. The Bills are two-point favorites. Correct. Well, I'm going to take the Bills. I wish I didn't have to go first on this one. I feel like if I if Andy Ruth had to go first, I feel like maybe a Cowboys pick was in order. No, I'm ta- I've been taking the dude. Bills are low key my my team to make the Super Bowl. What? Yep, you heard it. Low key your team to make through. They're not even in a playoff spot right now. I know they're not. Did you bet the? Did you bet a Bills Super Bowl? You should bet. You should. You should bet a Bills win AFC right now. You know why? I I don't know. I just something. You, you know that game. Sometimes and you've seen it with your Giants in the past. Sometimes these these teams get get on a roll. They finish. 11 and 6, 10 and 7. They have experience. If if they're in the playoffs, they do have experience. And no one's expecting them. And I think the AFC is wide open at this point. They're they're low-key one of my teams to make it to the Super Bowl. And I'm gonna say it right now, motherfuckers. I'm rooting for the Bills to make it to the Super Bowl. Wow. We didn't. We didn't get to them because they weren't in the top nine before. I know. And Andy wants some. Andy wants a honorary three one five crew fucking initiation. Blood in, blood out, fool. You got to pour hot sauce all over your bloody hands. Yeah. Obviously, they they got to basically win the rest of their games. Maybe have time for one more hiccup. Yeah, I mean, listen, I understand. I understand you're kind of like quote-unquote low-key pick, I just don't know that they've been consistent enough where I see them getting on a run that can last. I could see them, you know, making a push, but they just don't seem consistent enough. And let's – I would say I'm rooting for them to get in over the Dolphins. Um, I would love to see them win the division, although if that were to happen, both teams would likely get in. Um, But – uh, if they did get in, which would be fun, I don't think I've got them not being able to turn the ball over for four straight playoff games to go all the way through to the Super Bowl. Okay. But you like the Joe Brady. Dorsey out, Joe Brady in. You're on board. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. I just got a feeling. Ooh, make a little... That tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> I know, and they're going to make a little run. I just got a feeling. All right, who we got next? Ravens, Jags, Sunday Night Football. This was in Jacksonville. The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Jags are just reeling right now. 
Do they step it up? I think they have to. I think they cover. I think they cover too. Uh, Baltimore's escaped a lot of fucking games. I think that they're due to get caught in one of these games. I might even take Jacksonville to win this game. It's not a bad pick. All right, Monday night, Eagles-Seahawks in Seattle. Eagles are three-and-a-half-point favorites. You up or me? Uh, I am up again. I'll take uh, the half point. I'll take the Seahawks. That's exactly what I was going to say. That half-point hook. What do we got, one, two different picks? No, we got like four or five. Okay. Our first two picks, I think, were different. Or not the first two, but... You took, I know for sure, I took the Steelers and the Vikings. Yeah. That's two different picks right there. And we'll be watching those games together in New Orleans. Yes, we will. Actually, some of those games will be on during the uh, the podcast and the, the, the stand-up that night. It sounds like there's right across the street from Comedy House New Orleans, there is a bar named after the royal family of New Orleans, Archie Manning's. And uh, so if you need a place to watch some games prior to coming into Comedy House New Orleans for the podcast, coming in to Comedy House New Orleans for the shows, go to Manning's. You might see uh, some dirty sports hosts popping in and out since it's right across the street from where we'll be doing our sound check and getting ready for the for the podcast. You know what I'm looking forward to? Just like sleeping in wherever the fuck I want. Sleeping in? I haven't done that. I love that. I know it's so basic. It's like, I haven't done that. And do whatever you want. Go to bed whenever you want. Eat whatever you want. Free. Yeah, but you know, I was I was thinking. Only friend. <laughs> I was thinking. There's five of us standing in. I'm the only one. I five forty year olds staying in a house. I'm the only one with a kid. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Pizza Star was in his fifties. Just throwing the man this under is, the bus. No, that's all right. He doesn't mind. He does a great joke about it, uh, which you guys will see at the stand-up shows on Saturday night. Um, what the, you, do you remember? Fucking, I think wasn't it in New Orleans? Wasn't Girls Trip? Didn't that take place in New Orleans? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. This is like the old man version. This is like remember the Morgan Freeman, Jack Nicholson like bucket list. <laughs> It's like a bunch of gray hairs in New Orleans. Like, we're going to party. And then Ruth's like, I'm sleeping. I have a daughter at home. I'm here to sleep. Oh, my God. I can't wait. And, and you know what makes it even better? It's like, I mean, and it's not even a cop-out. I don't drink. I mean, obviously, I'll go out. But it's like, you guys want to stay out extra late? I'm like, fuck this. Even when Andy Ruther did drink, Andy Ruther would Irish exit places. I was the king of Irish exits. Although you weren't by by the time we were at uh, you threw out the first pitch in Cincinnati, you were long sober by then. You were a couple years into sobriety. Two years sober. Yeah, and we I were at, so... and we were at beer fest. You're like, all right, see you later. Good luck getting back to my dad's house. Peace. Durf also figured it out. I went to hook up with a Tinder girl. I know. Just a savage move. Yeah, I think I rode with Delisandro. And then, yeah, you ended up showing back up with my parents. 
I can't wait to uh by the way, I can't wait to see I can't wait to see you, Will, speaking of my parents. I think I think you're coming to New Orleans reunited. Just don't drive any streetcars. Just ride the streetcar. <laughs> We're gonna get up on Sunday morning, start heading to the heading to the game. There's gonna be a horse and carriage wrapped around a tree. Like, what the fuck happened out here? You don't think. I mean, I, I wish I when we've told the story a million times. But Andy and I driving past the car in his neighborhood that had been destroyed, Andy goes, you don't think. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty safe to say. I, mean, I said, you don't think. And I was like, no, no. I mean, it's a random neighborhood in Cincinnati. That's just a car that's been burned out like it's in Baghdad. Just, that's a rare, that's just a, that's just a coincidence. You that's actually I was like yeah i do think that's actually the best way to describe that car it looked like it had been bombed out from like an ied in baghdad and then what was funny is when we drove by the fucking telephone, telephone pole. pole and you were like no and i was like i don't know maybe that one is a coincidence <laughs> and then we got the dm from jay lloyd at buffalo wild wings we were watching football and i was like dude it's it's all connected the best part was I saw the car again for the first time going to church with my parents. I went to church with them, like to be you know, a good little boy for them. And I just remember thinking, they didn't say anything, but on the way back, because you saw the car head on, on the way back, they were like, what is going on here? And I remember thinking like, they're not trying to connect the dirt ball. This is like when my this is like when my when the newspaper in my hometown had a story about the Katona Flasher, a, a a man showing his penis at the end of our road, and my mom was like, "Have you guys seen this?" And I was like, uh, "You're a pretty smart lady. How are you not connecting the dots here?" It's at the end of our road. It's at the end of our road. That's unbelievable. For years, we didn't tell her to. For years, she so knows Mikey. No. And we're like, how do you, like, you have a son whose thing, his signature move. Like, my brother to taking his penis out is like, James Winston is to throwing interceptions. Like, we were like, it's happening on our road. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. It's like the equivalent of my mom being like, hey, there's a story in the paper that somebody keeps uh, going to the end of our road and... They can find an empty Miller Lite cans. This is a very strange story. We'll just have to get to the. We'll just have to investigate this. It's That's me. hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, guys, looking forward to seeing you. We'll be down there tomorrow. So uh, let's all get there safely. Yeah, and let's all get home safely. But let's all have a great time. I'm so excited. It's really, you know, we've been pushing you guys hard to come. Uh, share your share your travels. You know, you're gonna have a Miller Light at the airport bar. Um, let us know. Instagram, Twitter, you guys on the way. Uh, like I said, there's uh, you know, there's a couple of uh, you know, sort of camp counselors, if you will. I know there's a CT's out there. He's coordinating a lot. I think there's a Twitter group chat. I haven't been on. Uh, I haven't been on Reddit in a while, so I don't know what's going on over there. But uh, first things first, Port Orleans Brewing Co. tomorrow night. Uh, we'll do orientation, and I'm looking forward to Dirt Balls uh, meeting you guys. I'm um, looking forward to you guys meeting each other, um, and I'm looking forward to just like having a super fun weekend. 
And uh, Andy and I were just talking about what the thousandth episode is even going to look like since it's going to air, you know, a week plus after it's uh, recorded. And I'm like, Andy, let's just get there, have a couple Miller lights, and uh, let this thing fly. Who knows? But I have a feeling Coach O might stop by. Ooh, that'd be great. Well, guys, looking forward to seeing everybody. You guys who aren't there, um, you're dead to me. No, I'm kidding. Have a great weekend, and we will be back on Monday. We're actually going to record Monday's episode, I believe, Sunday night. So that will be uh, from our uh, Airbnb. All right, guys. We'll see you guys soon. And as always, stay dirty.